Hey everybody, welcome back to Movies on Our Minds, guys, the podcast in Atlanta where we get to talk about movies. Today we are going to talk about the 1995 hit classic Bad Boys, but before we get into it, I'd like to introduce everyone around the table. First one I'm going to start off with is Maria on my right side. Hey guys, what's up? No, not much, not much. Here to talk about Bad Boys, you ready? I'm ready. All right, across from us is Chris Kelly returning. Hello everyone. Chris, are you? I know you're ready about Bad Boys. I love how you always come prepared with notes. Thank you very much. Yes, I, I really enjoyed uh, doing your research on these movies. Awesome, awesome. And then last but not least on my left, we have Rock Nine returning. What's going on? I also came prepared. I know. You uh, like Bad Boys. I have my notes. You, you do? They're all on the head. Yeah. I kind of like scripted it in my head. Yeah, I see you have your vape, so. Yeah. Nice. That's the most important. I got you. I got right. you. All right. All right, well, let's just jump right into it. Uh, Bad Boys 1995, guys. Um, I don't know about y'all, but I was not a big fan of this movie. Um, maybe it's a cult following type of film, like one of those things to where like, because of its stars, everyone just associated, or even if you haven't seen it in a long time, you're like, no, it's Bad Boys. Of course it's good. It's Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, guys. Duh. It's like rewatching. It's like, y'all sure it holds up like that? Like, what do y'all think about that? I, I agree with you. At the time when it came out, I mean, it has a budget of $19 million and it grossed $141 million. So it was a big hit in 1995. But uh, I think over time, the jokes don't really translate as well. Mm. In my opinion, uh, I've already said this before, is the scene where Martin Lawrence has the bologna sandwich. It just doesn't translate to nowadays. Like, he looks like a jerk. Like, I know at the time, because I remember seeing this movie whenever I was younger, and laughing at that, when, especially when he takes the pickle. And he's like, is the pickle okay? And he takes it and washes it in the soda, then eats it. Mm-hmm. I remember laughing at that when I was younger. But then now when I saw it as an adult, I'm like, he just looks like a jerk. It just does. It's like it's almost like he has like no respect for Tia Leone. And it's like, that's not really as funny as it would be. Who, by the way, in the movie kind of annoyed me, Tia Leone's character. But um, uh, we'll we'll get to that. What about you, Maria? You look like you didn't laugh at that scene at all. Just thinking about it. Yeah, no, I didn't. Not at all. No, I couldn't say that I did. Um, I do remember it being a very big deal when it came out, even though I was not allowed to see it at the time. So, (laughs) but you know, (laughs) you have these very big stars, these very comedian guys from TV. Martin has this incredible show at the time, and you know, Will's got his. He's doing Fresh Prince, and he's got you know his rap career and everything. That was a hard transition as well uh, with Will Smith mm-hmm. because he he was known for being the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air right. and he was known for his family-friendly raps. So to see him in this action movie, this hard R action film, it was like, no. So he had a he himself actually had a hard time of wanting to do this. But whenever the movie came out, uh, he said he wanted to do it because he wanted to break away from that image. Mm. So it was kind of like when Clint Eastwood did A Fistful of Dollars. So before um, we know Clint Eastwood now as the Western star that he is, he was known as the boy next door in Gunsmoke. Yeah, I know. See, that was your reaction. Maria's last uh, reaction was exactly what everybody else said. They go, whoa, wait, what? (laughs) No way. But that is true. So he had to do this. So it's kind of like with Will Smith. In order for people to take him seriously, he really did have to do this movie. He did it. If I'm not mistaken, um, for basic wages mm-hmm. or maybe even free, because the budget was 19 million, which think about the action of the film, all that went to that and Martin Lawrence. Was he uh, looking to do Bad Boys or was it one of those things to where, like, because I know Martin Lawrence was casted first for mm. Bad Boys. Well, not exactly first, first, but uh, 
Who uh, was cast as the original Bad Boys? I know you know that. Who was the original Bad Boy? Uh, well, the <laughs> the original film uh, was called Bulletproof Hearts, and it was supposed to oh, start. No. Yeah, yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> it was. A, <laughs> I don't like that. It was originally supposed to star Dana Carvey and John Lovitz from. Wow. Yeah, well, think about 1995. Yeah, whenever, yes, SNL. Yes, they were huge, yeah. and they were supposed to be the stars, and they actually signed on to be the stars. However. The producer was Don Simpson, which I'm sure if no one knows who that is, but he was very well known as a big time partier and drug abuser. Oh, to yeah. celebrate signing on uh, John Lovitz and Dana Carvey to do this movie, he decided um, Don Simpson decided to take Dana Carvey to Las Vegas to celebrate. So I'm not sure what happened because I didn't. Re- there's nothing really written, but Dana Carvey was so shocked over this party weekend, he decided to drop out and he told oh, John wow. Lovitz. Don't do anything. Don't do business with these guys. And they left. So the next move was to just hire someone else who was hot at the time. They decided to want to go with an African-American edge. So the hottest person they could find was Arsenio Hall. Arsenio Hall was like, hell no. <laughs> I'm not going to do this movie. It's going to make my image look ridiculous. He's like, I'm a, I, I'm a person who likes to be taken somewhat seriously. I don't want to be an action star. He's like, I did my comedy phase. I want to do uh, more late night television, right. which I can't blame him. That's I a mean, good show was hot. It was, it was, it was huge. Really hot. Yeah. So then that was going to, it was going to be with, um, Arsenio Hall and, um, Wesley Snipes, I believe. Uh, oh wait, no, that, that's another angle. Wait a minute. Uh, the first person that they've had was Arsenio Hall. Arsenio Hall then said, no, um, Michael Bay was watching late night, late night television, I guess, TGIF at the time. Yes. And he saw Will Smith on The Fresh Prince. So then he said, he said in an interview that I read, his thoughts were, this guy's going to be the next big action star. I'm going to jump on this before anyone else does. So he called him up immediately, asked him to do this movie. Will Smith said yes, because he was trying to break away from that family-friendly image. Thus, he was in Bad Boys. And he was supposed to be with Wesley Snipes. And then Wesley Snipes uh, turned it down because they also wanted to bring in uh, Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. To be bad boys with Will Smith? And and Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester and Smith. Yeah. (laughs) It seemed like they were going for like the funny guy and the serious guy. And the serious actions. Which one is the funny one? Then that's what makes your comedies is the straight man. And that would have been a perfect match with Sylvester Stallone. But Sylvester Stallone wanted... More the money for his paycheck, as we all know from watching his movies, especially from ones in the past, the ones that are like $40, $50 million budgets, he took like 25. So he couldn't afford him anymore. So they decided to drop that. Martin Lawrence then jumped on because they needed to have a name to sell the movie. So we had Martin, who was uh, Martin Lawrence, who was popular from doing the show Martin. That show was about to end. Uh, so he decided to take it. Now, uh, Martin Lawrence jumped on this because he just really needed to continue with uh, something. And as I think Baruch and I discussed, he really had a bad drug problem at the time. Yeah. He did. That's a true story. You can look this up. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. Oh, that's that's, that's very well been established. Did did y'all know how the end of Martin went down? Yeah, I know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, him um, and Gina. Yeah, yeah she, she she refused to be in a room with him. Yeah, so they had, they recorded. That's why she went and like in the show, she went to like L.A. and they were like the whole last season. Yeah, they were like talking over the phone. 
That's I, the get, reason. I know that, but I didn't know he had like a drug problem. He had a bad, yeah, bad drug and drinking that's problem. Crazy. That's why him and Gina uh, started to have a fallout because of the way he treated her on set. He was physically abusing her. No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I heard. Was, I heard it was, was. I heard it was that he took it as it was a serious relationship. He was. Being that's like, what I heard. He was being like sexually so. aggressive with her. Yeah, yeah. like that's. What, I mean, sexually aggressive, but also. He was making it seem like that was really his girlfriend in real life. Like they were really together. He would of the show. He would call her so Gina long. Offset as well. Yes, like kind of pushing the limits with her real name is Tisha Campbell. Yeah, Tisha yeah. Campbell. Yeah, Tisha. Yeah, Going on to do that great show with uh, was it Damon Wayans? Yes. Yeah, my wife and yeah. kids. My wife and kids. It's a great show. Yeah, so it's it, it just on? got it, it got pretty bad over there. So. Oh, wow. But uh, Bad Boys came after Martin ended, right? Not yeah, it was like r- right at the right at the time that it ended. It was kind of like in comparison to what Charlie Sheen did with Two and a Half Men, mm. Martin Lawrence did with Martin back in the '90s. So that show ended, and then thus Bad Boys. And you can even see it in his face. I mean, he's kind of swollen looking, kind of like how yeah. somebody who so, abuses. Alcohol. So we had how did Martin Lawrence come into the picture then after Bad Stallone and Smith? He was probably just cheaper, I imagine. That's probably my best guess. He was probably like. Well, we can't get Wesley Snipes. We can't get Sylvester Stallone because they're going to be too expensive. Martin Lawrence just jumped onto it because it was like, hmm. That's very interesting because there was also an interview saying that um, it was Jerry Bruckheimer that originally casted Martin Lawrence first. And then after uh, Martin got on, uh, they were still looking for the uh, second lead. And then Martin invited Will Smith over to his house and they had dinner. And then Martin called him up and uh, called uh, the producers up and said, yeah, I want Will Smith to be my partner in this. So Will Smith actually goes on the record to say, like, it was actually kind of Martin Lawrence that brought me on. And when mm. I heard that, I was thinking maybe that's why it's billed as Martin Lawrence first and then Will Smith second. Only in the first two, the third one is switched up for obvious reasons up today. So that, 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 I mean, that makes sense, too. But, I mean, who knows? It's been 25 years. I mean, yeah, it's all internet stuff that we're reading. Mm-hmm. Um, I also read, I'm sorry, um, it was Wesley Snipes and Eddie Murphy were supposed to be with the supporting cast of um, wow. Sylvester Stallone, they really. <laughs> and then I just kind of try to imagine like, what kind of movies these would have been. I mean, Eddie Murphy, his career was kind of in the toilet at this point. After was um, it? Yeah, in that time, in ninety five, he, he kind of plummeted real fast, and then he picked it back up in nineteen ninety six with he was Nutty Professor in like uh, the late nineties. He did the Nutty Professor much, one and two, but. but it just it was because I, I just did um, a podcast on Bowfinger and I did some really deep research and man he had a hard time especially after Pluto Nash. Ooh, Ooh yeah, Pluto Nash is still like the biggest bomb in box office. It's not in the Guinness Book of World Records, but it's definitely okay. one of the biggest of all time. Yeah. It's a hundred million with a seven million gross. Ooh. Oh shit! Yeah, so like suicides yeah. of producers coming around. Luckily for that. Eddie Murphy, he was like. I'm going to do family movies because family movies were relatively cheap. So he's like, I'm going to do these. And then whatever movie came on uh, next, he would just do it. So that's why you got him doing Shrek. And then hmm. he was like, aha, I don't care. I don't care anymore. <laughs> it's like, I did Shrek one, two and three. I'm, I'm set for the rest of my life. And then was it Chris Tucker had that joke in a stand-up special. Mm-hmm. And he was like, people ask him why you've never seen him in anything other than rush hour one, two and three. And he's like, I made $60 million. I'm not greedy. Yeah, <laughs> and I retired. Yeah. In the end. Why else? <laughs> but to go back to Bad Boys, I want to talk about like our our thoughts on it. You know, like how how do we feel about it? And Jerry, I think you're probably the only one on this table that actually genuinely likes Bad Boys One. So I want to know, like, what yeah, is Bad it Boys about? One? Yeah, 
No, it's like my least. Well, even so, you still like the film, right? I mean, I'm gonna say that the film was it was it was all right. It was all right. It was all right. Um, but going into Bad Boys for me is just always like Will Smith and Martin, or however you want to put it, Martin and Will Smith. Do you feel like that's just all that you get when you come to the film? Like you just want to see Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, kind of like when Michael Bay does Transformers. You just want to see Transformers. You don't really care about story, or plot, or anything like that. I mean, no, I will care about the story, but. Not so much only because I know who these actors are. Like, I know it's Martin and Will Smith. Like, Fresh Prince and fucking Martin. <laughs> like, that's, that's, I'm seeing that world come together, and that's what I expect to see. Well, that's that's why you enjoy the movies, is because it's those two guys? Pretty much. But what about, have you saw it when it came out? Like, your thoughts would have been like, I mean, that's how, the, how old were you in 1995? When it, when it came out, I mean, when, I was three. So I didn't see uh, it when it exactly came out. <laughs> I was thirty years younger then. So you had to, yeah. so you but grew I, up with I a whole another Will Smith and right, Martin exactly. Lawrence. All right. Um but um I mean the first one, I mean it's it's okay. I I, I, mean, wouldn't, a, I wouldn't I wouldn't really watch it again like of a choice. No, I mean I, I think you should definitely watch it again. I, I mean choose to watch it again if I'm sitting around people like, hey, let's watch a movie, let's watch an oldies, bad boys, no. If somebody said we're gonna watch an old movie and let's put in bad boys, I'd slap them. Yes, get out. I'd be like, well, north by northwest, then I mean when I say oldies, I mean obviously nineties now. It's gonna be considered old. Wow, wow. Hey, I'm almost thirty, so that means that I'm being considered old. Before you uh go in for social security. What did y'all think about Tia Leone's character? Because I think she was probably the most annoying character. I like Tia Leone. Um, but the way her character was written was just uh I mean it was it, she she's she she had they almost had to have a yeah, she character was there like to be that. the pretty girl. Mm-hmm. Um she was fresh off of doing Ned and Stacy, I believe, or she was about to start or she was she was still in the mix of that. So she was still kind of like a hot thing. But it's like they needed to have something. It's kind of like with Under Siege. It's like we got to have our, the stripper sidekick, you know. Um, was her character really absolutely necessary? Did she really move the plot? I don't really think so. I think it would have worked without her. But you, mm. you needed the pretty girl to kind of mess things up for Martin or whatever, which is so strange. Got to have the woman to mess it up so the men can walk in and save right. the day. Well, that, but then also, <laughs> but you know, she kind of flirts with him a little bit, and he's like, "Oh, but I'm married," and you know, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah she um, does. But have moms. the whole thing is, Will's character is a playboy. You never see him with anybody. <laughs> it seems like solid point. Uh, we do have why women. it seems strange to me that he's supposed to be this guy who dates all these women or whatever, but he's not the one playing off of T. Leone. It's the married guy. It's just like okay. So I mean, but I didn't have a problem with that. No, it just seemed like actual... strange to me. I didn't understand why. Well, they don't really show him with any women, right. other than the fact that they say that oh, but he beds all these women and right. woo! Oh my goodness! Right. Yeah, huh. I think the only woman actually, now that you mentioned that, was uh, his masseuse. That came in half naked and Marlon's right. quickly yeah, uh, pushed her out. That's probably the only part I can remember from that. But I think this would have been a better story to wait until the sequel yeah. or a part yes. three. Yeah. Like this yes. is something like was, once you actually that. get to know these characters. Say that. I feel like Bad Boys 2 should have been the first one. And yeah. then well, plot I'm, just, wise. I'm just saying, plot like, wise. yeah, plot wise. Oh, yeah. Then go into the first one being the second one because yeah. now we know the characters. Yeah, so to see them do a switch, would that would have been, been like, more. It would have been a lot funnier. It would have been yeah. epic. Like it would have been like, oh shit, yeah, this is gonna be interesting. But 
Yeah, it's like one of those things to where like maybe again, once we understand these characters more, we would get a better understanding of how this would be more funny or more relatable or you know something like that it, it kind of reminded me as weird as it sounds it reminds me of the first scooby-doo movie live action <laughs> it's weird because like in that movie for those i remember the plot starts off with the mystery ink gang breaking up mm-hmm. and like yeah. everyone's like we're going our separate ways and then two years later that's when they are coming back i was thinking this would be better for a sequel after we've seen these live yeah. action characters you know, imitate or, you know, their performance of the cartoon characters. And so in the sequel, when they actually break up, you can actually feel that and understand that. But for the first 10 minutes of that movie, it's like, what? Yeah. This would not, people that don't know Scooby-Doo would not understand this at all. That's like how I feel about every movie, every television show that starts. The pilot is always with a character that quits or gets yeah. killed. And you're like, this, I don't have any feelings towards this person. Like, yeah. um, one of my favorite shows of all time is Nip Tuck. And then the first episode, the lady quits. And it's like, okay. we don't have any feelings towards this person. Why don't we continue with Escobar and we have to chop up the body? Mm. But yeah, I, I agree with that. It's like, we should have had this later on. Yeah. Um, but the, the writers of this movie, um, there was uh, a lot of them. <laughs> There's five writers. Uh, one, Doug Richardson. He did Die Hard 2, Money Train, and Welcome to Mooseport. Let's welcome to Mooseport. That was the last movie that uh, Gene Hackman did. If you don't know what happened to Gene Hackman, he is a professional cyclist. Oh. Yeah. All right. Look him up. It's Career pretty wild. I did, that's what he does now. He's been doing it since 2005. Um, and then he's currently working on a movie called 50. Uh, another one was George Gallo, who did um, Midnight Run. So those movies are all like action and comedy. So what I think is interesting is that a lot of these movies – all this movie, all these right, these writers, um, they wrote movies that were all very action and comedy heavy. Uh, another one that George Gallo did was Trapped in Paradise, which has one of the greatest lines ever. Um, whenever uh, Dana Carvey's driving and um, Nicholas Cage is in the back seat, he's like, "Why are we still in this spot? We should have been out of here." And he says, "Yeah, well, I made four lefts." He goes, four lefts. Four lefts is a cycle, you idiot." <laughs> it's like that's a, that's a, that's a circle. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, there's um, three other writers, but uh, they all basically wrote this movie. Then they did a movie. Well, they did a movie called Oscar, which was uh, Sylvester Stallone's comedy breakthrough, if you can call it that. Which wasn't a bad movie, just wasn't well recepted. Um, and then they all started working on Late Night with David Letterman immediately after that. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. Is that all these writers that are involved in this film? All have have been doing uh, action and comedy type films, and then they made this. So, what did y'all think about? The, because we were um, also talking about the writers. Apparently, Michael Bay didn't like the script initially with Bad Boys. He did not. His exact quote was, "It's a piece of shit." Wow. <laughs> and he and was. Michael Bay says it. He he. Uh, well, Michael Bay <laughs> is his first film. Can you imagine that? Like a first time director, like, all right, we got this guy. What's he done? You ever seen those movies? I mean, you ever seen those commercials of those girls with the nice tits and they have the explosions in the background? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> He's that's what he was famous for. He did a lot of these. He that's did a what lot. He of, is still famous for. Hell yeah, he is. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what all the his commercials were: Victoria's Secret with explosions, and that was it. And then he got he got a couple of his friends together, and they said, "Okay, let's make this action movie." The disrespect. For that man to be like uh, a piece of shit, but he—that's what he was said. He said, yeah. and uh, he gave 
all of the actors free range to improv and they can do whatever they want. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. So I mean, that might work for Martin and. and but it would definitely work with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence yeah, because they're both uh, trained comedians who know how to do improv. But uh, not everybody else. I, I don't know much about Tia Leone's background, but I don't know about... It would yeah. be a little hard because I imagine they probably memorized the script and then Will Smith says something else and they're like, oh, uh, shit, what do I say to yeah. that? I mean, her character definitely wasn't a full person, so it was just a little... Well, just well, kind of even, even like the drug dealing, the drug dealers and everything, just everybody's like, are all these people trained in improv and... Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was he was not a fan of that. Hmm. Is yeah. it true that uh, Arsenio Hall said that uh, turning down Bad Boys was one of his worst mistakes? Like Will Smith turning down Matrix was one. From of From what worst? I read, yes. I mean, if you think about it, Arsenio Hall was probably like shit. <laughs> Shouldn't have done that. Same thing with Will Smith. I mean, can you imagine being Will Smith in the late nineties and he gets this script also? I mean, to go with the Matrix, and he's like, "What? This doesn't make any sense." Now I'm hooked in these tubes, and now now all of a sudden I know kung fu. This movie, this movie is going to be terrible. And then mm. the Let Matrix. Let me go do a steampunk western. <laughs> <laughs> Rip Torn is in this. How can it go wrong? <laughs> wiki <Yeah>. wiki wow wow. <laughs> but I also heard uh, too. Um, can you imagine what the Matrix song from him would have been? Oh God, it would have been the <laughs> shit. Can you imagine that? Probably would have been a classic. Matrix two and three probably would have been ten thousand <laughs> times better. <laughs> Oh Just the song God. from Mike. Oh my! Um, I was gonna say with uh, Michael Bay and Will Smith. Apparently, they had many disagreements on set as to how it should uh, go down. I don't know if you have anything like that. Uh, no, I, I the only thing I've read about was um, Will Smith didn't want to say "I love you" to Martin Lawrence, and then since they didn't have any, they didn't have the money for more of a more of a budget. That was it. They were just going to leave it. And it's like the movie was just going to end with the car crash pretty much, more or less. There is a lot of like, we're not gay. We're not gay. We're definitely not gay in these well, films. That but, was the humor in the 90s. Yeah, but it's even in, in, even in the sequel, it's still there. It's just like. That was the humor in the early 2000s. <laughs> I know, but it's just like, okay, calm down. Like, like you're married. You're supposed to be a playboy. We get it. Like, I, yeah, I, I didn't really. That's a part, part of like what I mean is the jokes didn't don't translate now. It's yeah. like. I mean, I don't know. I don't because uh, Because even now, when I, New Year's came in, you know, and I told my homies, I was like, bro, I love y'all, bro. You know, and they were like. Yeah. They were like. Bro, don't say that to me, bro. I don't. I don't. don't like, express they didn't. They didn't want to. Yeah, don't express your emotions. I don't. I don't I'm like, bro, you thinking too deep. Well, what's interesting about that argument is that it lasted for half a day on set. Wow. Think about yeah. that. Being on half a day because Bay and Smith are going back and forth saying, "I want you to say this line," and Will Smith's like, "I'm not saying this line." For half the day, you're just chilling. I mean, about but you, Will but Smith you now, understand. he would have no problem with that. I'm sure. Yeah, he be he would be completely fine with saying it now, but. Um, maybe he just, I mean, I didn't really do it. I, I didn't know the research fully into, uh, that whole moment, but it seemed like maybe he wanted to be taken more seriously. He wanted to be seen as a manly man. So I mean, by him saying that I'm, probably I'm, felt like it would take him down a notch, but I mean, they're mm-hmm. out here, you know, saving each other's lives and yeah. saving the lives of each other's I mean, I really feel like, like, I feel like, I mean, it's, it's kind of like if you watch, him, um, Schwarzenegger and he's like, I love you, man. Like, wouldn't it be like, eh? Like, well, in that voice. Yeah. Like, but, you know, they're a team. Schwarzenegger. And, he, like, every and uh, whatever really guy gets blown away. Team, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. 
but um, but also in the film, let's see. Oh, particularly in the last scene when that when they're in the airport hangar, mm-hmm. the way that is shot is so confusing to me. I could not <laughs> tell where anything was in relation to the other thing. So there's fire coming from one side, but I don't know where it's coming from. That's, that's I don't know Michael, how close that's it is just a to them. Thing. Well, in ah. the second in the second film, I could definitely tell it was, it was much better. I could tell where things were happening in relation to. to still, each was Michael other. Bay. It was all over. I know it's still Michael <laughs> Bay, but I could still I could leave, I wasn't confused. Like, where is this happening? Is it close to them? Are they in danger? How should I feel? You know. Well, we could also see a lot of that has to do with the producers. I mean, you had um, uh, Jerry Bruckheimer. Uh, Lucas Foster, who was known for doing uh, Crimson Tide, uh, Dangerous Minds, and then later on Equilibrium, Hmm. speaking of um, The Matrix. And then Don Simpson, who was known for um, his Wild Ways and Flashdance, Beverly Hills Cop 2, 1 and 2, sorry, Top Gun, and then uh, all those movies combined. Okay. They're kind of all over the place. They're considered classic, but if you sit down and watch them, like looking at the logistics of it, it's like, what? What? Where is everything? Yeah, exactly. So uh, all these two producers that were all on set and they all kind of put everything together, it's like, did it? Like, that's probably where a lot of it came from. I'm kind of surprised at that as well because uh, Bruce, um, I believe his last name is uh, pronounced Putin or Putin. He was the production manager for Martin Scorsese for many years. He was a producer on this movie. He did Goodfellas um, and uh, The Age of Innocence. That was probably like his biggest movies to talk about. So... He was a producer on this movie, so I would have thought he'd be able to put every like kind of piece everything together and keep right. it very fluid. But I guess he was outmanned with like three other people, kind of going all over the place. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, just something to think about as well. I just look at it to where it's just Michael Bay. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure when he shot that uh, last scene of the film, he just uh, looked at the playback like, man, I can make a career out of this. Like <laughs> this is the birth of the real Michael Bay right it here. Really is. Because everything um, before that is just like, like as soon as he did this, he was finished with this, he did uh, The Rock. Hmm, this is uh, going to be inspiration for Pearl Harbor. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Which, you know, that's that's um, a whole other bit right there. But I was surprised in the film, uh, Martin's character did have a wife who was brown skin, <laughs> not like with curly hair. Because that's <laughs> typically what you find these days, but you're right. A lot of colorism in the industry. But um, another thing they kind of forgot about was his friend Max. Oh, yeah, you did say that. So Max gets murdered in the beginning of the film, and um, then they don't really talk about her <laughs> for the rest of the film. When they finally do catch up to the the uh, you know the bad guy at the end, mm-hmm. uh, you know he says, uh, "This is for uh, my family, and this is for my friend, or whatever." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Max, anybody? <laughs> anybody want to say Cut this the check for on Max? Max that's right. it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the one who got murdered." <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but R.I.P. Max. Do y'all think that this was better than the second one, though? Uh, to me, they're they're both kind of on the same level. I would agree with that. Uh, I feel like maybe Bad Boys was kind of the start of a lot of the more ridiculous action. Well, I can't even say that no. because because Stallone and Schwarzenegger both had like absurd films like Commando, Bloodsport. Mm. Oh, Bloodsport was phenomenal. I, I cannot sit at the same table if someone's going to badmouth Bloodsport. <laughs> That was the closest we ever got to seeing a live action film about Street Fighter. That is phenomenal. I mean, come on, that scene where he throws the what is, is it? That it even? Also, not ridiculous. Is it is it amazing. Not oh, ridiculous? It's, it's it's above and beyond. Come on, the guy's okay. like, <laughs> what, what is he? What is what is um uh, Bolo Young having his shorts that he throws in his eyes? And he's like, ah, I can't see. 
greatest movie ever. And like, I love this scene where it's like, <laughs> it's like in the beginning of the movie, forget about Bloodsport, he's playing the arcade game of Kung Fu. Oh, if he's good at playing video games, he must be good at playing, <laughs> beating the shit oh, out man, of people. That was true. There's so much stuff I could do. <laughs> Got it, that it looks like um, you don't agree about Bad Boys 2. Um, no, they're not on the same level to me. You know, quick question. Did you like the improv in this film? Like, did you like uh, the, the famous line, now back up and give me some bubblicious and some Skittles? Did you like uh, those type of scenes? Maybe back in the day. Oh, but not today. Like, it's no. not as funny. Back in the day when you were three? Yeah. Not, <laughs> when I was like, maybe <laughs> I like chewing gum six. as well. <laughs> I was probably six. I, too, feel intensely about Skittles. <laughs> no. No. I, I wouldn't really too much laugh at that right now. Yeah. I can yeah. understand. I can it's, see how you saying it doesn't translate. It doesn't. It, it doesn't it, like. Yeah, I mean, but that but, happens but, but with see, films. That's, in that's why, to me, I can't. I'm not gonna say it's on the same level. Like I just, I feel like I can relate more to the Bad Boys Two when we get to that. Yeah, than I could the one. Yeah, I can understand that because because it was in 1995. You've seen a lot more action films that have very similar beats and very similar scenes. Which you know, so, I mean, to go back to this is like. Hmm. If I if I yeah if I had to choose two between uh Bad Boys and another mm-hmm. buddy cop action film of the nineties, which one do you think what I would go with? I have no idea. Tango and Cash. No. <laughs> what do you think? Rush Hour. I was hoping. You oh were say yeah. Rush hour. yeah. I was hoping you weren't going to say Rush Hour. I was That's thinking exactly it, I was going like, to go with. Have you seen Rush Hour recently? That's. I actually watched Rush Hour two a month ago. Okay. S- still funny. Yeah. It has its moments. Can't be bad as Rush Hour Three. I didn't see Rush Hour Three. Oh, I just remember, the best. The best thing I remember about Rush Hour Two is when they play in the outtakes and the guy goes flow, flying off the building. He goes, "Man, he's not going to be in Rush Hour 3. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. That. Jackie Chan's phone goes off, mm. or was it Chris Tucker's phone goes off, or is Jackie Chan's? And then he picks it up and he's like, "Hey man, we're filming this movie. What are you doing? Call oh, that's uh, that's Chris Tucker. It's definitely that's Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. No, yeah. so no, no, no. I think that was Jackie. Chan. Jackie Chan's oh phone God. goes off yeah. and he picks it up and yeah. he's like, "Hell yeah, this is Chris Tucker." It's like, you also hear uh, recently Will Smith did the interview of uh, um, they were talking about Bad Boys for Life and he was talking about some things that happened on the Bad Boys original set in '95. And he was talking about uh, the famous iconic shirt scene of him running. Yeah. 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 I was like, I could see Michael Bay. Uh, I could see that. He said yeah. that uh, um, Will Smith said that his shirt said it should have um, had to stay on. Michael Bay said his shirt had to stay off. Mm-hmm. And they compromised by having it in half oh, on, half open. off. I mean, it works. Yeah. He wasn't lying. Yeah. <laughs> and there was so, at some point when those action scenes were like some pigeons flew off in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, little John Woo in here. Okay. And then, of course, that. Um, oh, what were you saying? Oh, I was gonna say the, uh, the 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 iconic shot of Bad Boys, where the the uh, the camera is wrapping around them as they're standing up. I mean, that is. Oh, yeah, there's no way you could ever. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that was a happy accident or what, but that was that was <laughs> beautiful. That's the only thing that anybody remembers from that. that. I mean, every time you think of Bad Boys, I don't care who you are, you always remember That's that shot it. of those two standing up with the camera yeah. wrapping around them, and they as do they that. They hold in bed. their guns and look around. Yeah. You know? And then the second one, they just look like they got the crap kicked out of them, and I didn't see the. They do do that in the second one, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I just have a few small things uh, to, to point out on my paper. Uh, the uh, the cinematographer was uh, Howard Atherton, who had uh, done Fatal Attraction mm. before this movie, and then he did Mermaids, Indecent Proposal, uh, the Lolita remake, and then he did this. But he was the camera operator on Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> wow. <laughs> huh. 
That is, I thought that was really cool. So he clearly has been in the business for at least 20 plus years at this point. So mm-hmm. that explains why the film looks as good as it is. I mean, all, 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 all thoughts aside, the movie looks beautiful. Yes. Beautifully shot. I mean, just the cinematography is phenomenal, yeah. in my it's opinion. It's just Tunskin all around. Yeah, it looked <laughs> like it was shot in the 90s. Like shot only in sunsets. Looks gorgeous. I mean, it oh, don't yeah. look bad. It don't look better. It, it was bad. shot it on film like for crying out loud. We could, that's hard to do. I mean, yeah, they look I mean, shit, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. it looks yeah. good for its time. Yeah, hell it yeah, it, it does. Looks good. Um, the composer, which I thought was uh, interesting, was that uh, he had done almost all the '80s action movies. So you had um, the guy that had done everything up to um, from the '80s films, such as uh, uh, oh shit, sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> he had done a lot of them. He also did Speed, Assassins, Fair Game, uh-huh. Money Train, Con Air, Training Day, and Moana. <laughs> Interesting. So, and it's rumored that the next move is going to be uh, the Tom and Jerry live action film. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah well, no, it's already, it's already filmed. It's already shot and everything in London. The guy who did Barbershop. Uh, and the guy who directed Barbershop, Ride Along, and Fantastic Four. Directed to, uh, Tom and Jerry live action. Mm. That's going to be a talk for another day. Trust me, I got many thoughts on that. Uh, the editor was uh, Christian Wagner, who uh, had done True Romance, Face Off, Man on Fire, the remake of Amityville Horror, Domino, which if anybody has seen Domino. I saw Domino. I loved it. Awesome movie, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes. You want to talk about women in action films, that's the one to watch. Uh, and a true story, too. Yes. Her, oh, man, her story is crazy. So, and also, if anyone was wondering why the um, Fast and Furious film, starting with number four, looked drastically different, you can thank Christian Wagner. He's the one who did that. Mm. And it was, um, he started doing all those movies, starting with number four. So that's why all the movies that you see, all the Fast and Furious films, look kind of like Bad Boys-ish. It's because of him. Okay. Thank so you. all these films have changed just because of the senator. But I was like, he did True Romance, which is one of my favorite films. That was actually his first film. Interesting. Yeah, um, <laughs> I thought that was that's really that was um, interesting to look at. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I think before we uh, wrap this up, let's just go ahead and give a quick little rating of Bad Boys. Uh, actually, uh, one more thing, Chris, what you got? Well, to go to go along with the ratings on IMDb, uh, this movie gets a six point nine. Metascore is forty one. Rotten Tomatoes gives it forty two percent, and it's seventy eight with the audience. I can see that, especially that's, for the time it came out. I thought I saw ninety percent. Ninety percent. Nah, bad no. boys. You may be. You may be talking about the third one. Yeah, I'm sure no, the third I'm pretty one. Sure I'm talking about the first one. No, no, no. no, no. Um, sure. If you if you do want to watch Bad Boys, uh, it's currently streaming everywhere because of Bad Boys for Life that just came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can catch it anywhere on on, de- on demand. But if you don't have any cable and you're just a you know your cord cutter, uh, it's streaming on Vudu and Netflix. Cool. All right, well, Maria, I'm going to start with you. Um, what rating would you give out of a 10? Out of 10? Mm-hmm. Out of 10, what, uh, handguns? Yeah, yeah. Right, no, yeah. explosions. Oh, 10, of course. 10, <laughs> ten explosions. I'd probably give it maybe a 5. Five. five explosions out of 5. Five explosions. Of five. <laughs> five, <laughs> five, five explosions. Okay. I, I think 5 is a fair, yeah, fair I, assessment. It's not... It's, you know, we're not seeing anything we haven't seen before, but then again, they weren't trying to go with anything you haven't seen before. Right. They're just it's, trying to entertain you. Yeah. Yes. And yep. as, although the, the jokes don't really translate nowadays, nothing's going to translate the same way. 
the movies that are made now are not going to be seen the same way now as they are 25, 25 years. Exactly. <laughs> uh, like I'm sure Batman Begins will be seen as you know a little bit differently in mm-hmm. about 10, 20 years. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with five. Five out of 10 is perfect. And what about, uh, so that's your rating? I give it well? a five out of 10. It's, a, it's, it's not a great movie, but it's an action movie. You give right. it five what? <laughs> five explosions. <laughs> what about you, Jerry? Five and a half. Five and a, five and a half explosions? Yep. Man, you a dick. <laughs> five explosions and a hand torch. <laughs> <laughs> I give it three burnt bodies, 12, 12 shots to the head. Oh my gosh. <laughs> or just have it like that one guy. I don't know if y'all saw uh, that one fat guy in that scene. He literally got. <laughs> he goes up again. I yes. love that scene where he goes like, does he get shot? And then he, he falls up against an electrician <laughs> thing. And he's like, he gets set on fire. He's like, whoa. Yeah. Like, what the it was like everything terrible that could happen to a person. All, it was like oh five seconds. He literally got shot, electrocuted, burned. Like, oh, oh my god! And he's still screaming after he gets burned. Like <laughs> none of that just really affected him. So, oh yeah, my god, that, that that's what I think about with Jerry right there. How many explosions do you give it, Baruch? Ah uh, man, um, I was thinking about it a six. But the more I think about it, going back on it, it just doesn't really hold up. It's not like Men in Black or anything like that. Not to even try to compare it, but like yeah, those two, these two movies are not comparable. What would you say, like, if you saw it in nineteen ninety? Well, did you see it in ninety five? No, How old I were was, you in ninety five? Me? Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, me. I was not even a whole year old. Get. I was three years younger than this man. Oh my god! So I was. 11 when this movie came out. That sounds about I remember wanting, wanting to see this in the theater. My, my dad was like, no. <laughs> Taking an 11-year-old to see this movie? You, you kidding me? Well, you Today's it. age, that would... Beetlejuice, is, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice was also rated was, R at the time. No, it wasn't. It was PG. It was R. Google me right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. But it's funny because in today's age, uh, back then, 11-year-old, no. We're oh, not yeah. See that. Today, yeah, get the kids. So let's, yeah, right, yeah. Let's go see Bad Boys we'll, for Life. We'll bring our own popcorn. Yeah. yeah. Always. Yeah. Hopefully, Michael Bay and strippers will be there. <laughs> <laughs> Without a doubt. Yeah. That's what we're really going for. But uh, yeah, that, I, I would have to say five out of ten because it just it just doesn't really hold them. Doesn't really hold anything for me going back at it. And even though, and we're going to get to Bad Boys Two. Bad Boys Two is technically a worse film, but way more entertaining than this. And we're going to get to that in our next session. You have to stay tuned. Yeah, But I want to thank you guys again for joining us on this Bad Boys Talk or the Bad Boys Podcast. Um, if you guys don't mind telling us all where we can find you, we're going to start with you, Maria. Oh, okay. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at ValarMoreDollars. That's V-A-L-A-R-M-O-R-D-O-L-L-A-R-S. All right. And what about you, Chris? Where can we find you? Uh, my Instagram is CLK264. Um, also, I just wanted to add, if you do want to see this movie, uh, you can go see my, my friends over at Videodrome. It's $5 uh, in, in Atlanta, Georgia. $5, you get it for a week. All right, y'all. Check out Chris there. And then uh, Rock9 on my left, where can we find you? <clears throat> you all could find me on IG at IM underscore Rock IX. Also, I am a Twitch streamer. You could find me on there at Rock IX underscore awesomeness. All right, guys, you can find me on Instagram at I'm the filmmaker. That's uh, I M T H E filmmaker. 
Uh, guys, I want to know what you thought about Bad Boys. Do you like it? Does it hold up? Is it the best of the Bad Boys movies that are out now? Whatever it is, let us know in the comment section below. And guys, thank you very much. And we'll see you next time on Movies on Our Minds.